Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa www.islamhouse.com Is pleased to present to you this lecture من سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم وما يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاد فرضا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها فإن كل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة كل ضلالة في النار وإنما توعدون لآت وما أنتم بمعجزين وبيد الله سبحانه وتعالى and he is the only one worthy of praise and seek his help, his guidance and his forgiveness. I believe in him and I trust him. I seek refuge in Almighty Allah from the evil of our passions. Indeed, whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides him to Islam, no one can mislead him after Allah. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put him astray, no one can guide him after Allah. I testify openly that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah Rabbil Alameen and I testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger and the seal of all the prophets O Muslims you must know that the best speech is the speech of Almighty Allah which is the Quran the best guidance is the course of the prophet the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which is his sunnah the words of all affairs is innovation in addition to the religion of Al-Islam. Indeed, every addition to the religion of Al-Islam will lead to hellfire. I adjure you as well as myself to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the best of your ability, fear Allah and don't die unless you are Muslims. After this, I greet you all with the greeting of Al-Islam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and the blessing of Almighty Allah be with you all. Inshallah, this is a continuation to our series of tafsir. And today, inshallah, we are continuing the second part of Surah Al-Fajr, which is Surah number 89, the break of day or the dawn. As usually, we recite the Surah in Arabic first. After this, we have word by word meaning after this we read a general translation for the verses after this we go for our tafsir so welcome to all of you for 
the second part of Surah Al-Fajr. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والفجر وليال عشر والشفع والوتر والليل إذا يسر هل في ذلك قسم لذي حجر ألم تر كيف فعل ربك بعاد إرم ذات العماد التي لم يخلق مثلها في البلاد وثمود الذين جابوا الصخر بالواد وفرعون ذي الأوتاد الذين طغوا في البلاد فأكثروا فيها الفساد فصب عليهم ربك سوط عذاب إن ربك لبالمرصاد فأما الإنسان إذا مبتلاه ربه فأكرمه ونعمه فيقول ربي أكرمن وأما إذا مبتلاه فقدر عليه رزقه فيقول ربي أهانا كلا بل لا تكرمون اليتيم ولا تحاضون على طعام المسكين وتأكلون التراث أكلا لما وتحبون المال حبا جما كلا إذا دكت الأرض دكا دكا وجاء ربك والملك صفا صفا وجيء يومئذ بجهنم يومئذ يتذكر الإنسان وأنى له الذكرى يقول يا ليتني قدمت لحياتي فيومئذ لا يعذب عذابه أحد ولا يوثق وساقه أحد يا أيتها النفس المطمئنة ارجعي إلى ربك راضية مرضية فادخلي في عبادي 
وَدُخُلِي جَنَّتِي Previously we had made tafsir to first part of this surah which from verse number 1 up to verse number 14 and today inshallah we are going to continue from verse number 15 verse number 15 the human being or mankind either when ma what ibtalahu tries him the verb is ibtala to try and the ha in the end pronoun which him ibtalahu ibtalahu tries him rabbuhu rabb is lord rabbuhu his lord faakramahu anard him فأكرمه then he gives him honor or that he honor him where and نعمه means gives him bounties blessings He will say, Rabbi, my Lord. Rabb is Lord, and the Ya is the four pronoun, mean my Lord. Akraman has honored me. Has honored me. Verse number 16. وَأَمَّا إِذَا مَبْتَلَاهُ فَقَدَرَ عَلَيْهِ رِزْقَهُ فَيَقُولُ رَبِّي أَهَانًا Where means the end. 
اما بط اذا وين ابتلاه ترايز هيم فقدر تريتنز ميك تايت عليه على ميز ابون and the hair is a pronoun means عليه upon him رزقه رزق means provision a means of life رزقه his provision فيقول he will say or then he says ربي my lord أهانا has disgraced me or has humiliated me General meaning for number 15 and 16. As for man, when his Lord tries him by giving him honor and bounties, then he say, my Lord has honored me. But when he tries him, by making his livelihood narrows and straining his means of living, he will say, my Lord has humiliated me. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in these two verses, Talking about the nature of a human being, especially those kafir, those who did not have guidance, those who value everything according the material thing. So honor and disgrace is according how much they have. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, here is talking about how some people the estimation to things is according what they get or what they don't get. So as for men, and here we're talking about the person who did not have this Islam. As for men, when his Lord tries him, tests him, and he honor him, Give him blessings, give him money, give him children, houses, cars, all this livelihood. Now he believes and he thinks, and this is an honor for him, that Allah Almighty is happy with him, 
that he deserved it, but he doesn't look to this to be a means of trial and test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to him. So he thinks that being given good life, this means that he's a good person, he deserves it, that Allah is pleased with him, as a result of this he gave him all the things. And he will be happy with it. Spend it right and left in whatever beneficial or not beneficial. As example, smoking cigarette, eating tobacco, taking marijuana and drugs, drinking alcohol, destroying their health, which Allah gave it as a trust for them, so they can worship Him and they can help others. So they go and spend this money in things which displease to Allah, which destruction for their health, for them health and for their mind, and it may even cause him to transgress against others, because he has authority in the land, he has money, but he didn't think that this is a means to be tested, because Allah tests you with whatever he gives you, and also Allah will test you by not giving you. So if Allah gives you money, if Allah gives you wealth, if Allah gave you authority in the land, this means Allah is testing you. As Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying in the hadith what the meaning is, إن هذه الدنيا حلوة خضرة وإن الله تبارك وتعالى مستخلفكم فيها فينظر كيف تعملون فاتقوا الدنيا Indeed, this life is green and pleasant. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put you in this life. So He will see how you're going to conduct yourself. How you're going to utilize this dunya. So be aware. From dunya and be aware of women. Because usually the temptation of the human being, especially men, in two things, money and women. So the Prophet says the nature of this dunya, there is money, there is food, there is women, there is many things. Some of it is green and some of it enjoyable. But it's not for you to have fun and do whatever you want. But Allah had brought you in this dunya and surrounded you with all these good things means as a test and a trial for you. In the other side, وَأَمَّا إِذَا مَبْتَلَاهُ فَقَدَرَ عَلَيْهِ رِزْقَهُ فَيَقُولُ رَبِّي أَهَانًا Also, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala narrow the income and tie it and straight the means of income of a human being, of course, not the Muslim, but the person who doesn't have the teaching of Islam. So when he doesn't have the money, he could not live. When he doesn't have the women, he could not live. 
when he could, he went, when Allah withhold from him and make his life tight and narrow, he doesn't know that this is a test. Now he say, my Lord has dishonored me, disgraced me, brought me down. He doesn't care for me. I have no value. Because those people who did not believe in Jannah, they did not believe in hellfire, they don't believe in the day of judgment. So, they did not see anything except the material thing. They only see what they can count with their hands. They only see what they can put in their stomach and in their mouth. So everything they value it according this dunya life. If he been given, now he's happy, jumping up and down, and he counts this to be a means of God pleased with him. But if God, Almighty Allah, didn't give him, now he will assume that this is the means of dishonor. We are not better than the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The Prophet of Allah was a poor person, and most of the Sahaba used to be poor. We know and we heard about Ahl Sufa. Ahl Sufa was a great number of the Sahaba. They used to live in the backyard of the mosque. I.e., they used to be a homeless people. They did not have houses. They don't have anything. If there is any sadaqah come, the Prophet will give them to eat. Other than this, they don't have a house, they don't have a food. And they are Sahaba. And Allah is pleased with them. We know that the Prophet ﷺ, he used to tie a stone in his stomach, sometimes out of hunger. In a story, the Prophet ﷺ, one day, he came in the noon time, in a time which is not usual, he comes out. This is the time which everybody at home, because the heat of the sun, but he saw Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, radiallahu and he questioned him, what brought you out in this moment? He say, O oh, Prophet of Allah, nothing caused, to, caused me to come out except hunger. I'm looking for something to eat. Nothing in my house. They walk together. And while they walking, here Omar comes. And the Prophet wasallam wonder what brought him out in this moment. Omar, what brought you out? Say, O Prophet of Allah wasallam, nothing caused me to come out of my house except hunger. I don't have anything in my house to eat. After this, both of them questioning, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What about you, O Prophet of Allah? What caused you to come out now? He say, by Allah, nothing caused me to come out of my house except what had caused you to come out. Aisha told us, may Allah be pleased with her, for two months, for two months, no fire been kindled in the house of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And her nephew asked her, Oh aunt, how you used to live? She said, we used to live on Al-Aswadan, Al-Tamru Wal-Ma' Water and dates. We used to have some of our neighbors, when they cook a hot meal, they will send us some of the food. So if you're rich, 
does not mean Allah is pleased with you. If you poor, does not mean that Allah dislikes you, or that Allah, Allah hates you, or that Allah dishonors you. No one better than the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he doesn't have even a bed in his house. He used to sleep on a mat, which he put marks in his side. And when Umar radiallahu anhu he saw this, he cried and say, "O oh, Prophet of Allah, the king of Persian and other places, they living in gold and silver, and you, Prophet of Allah, sleeping on the dirt." Sleeping on this piece of mat, old mat, that have marks and trace in your body. The Prophet ﷺ didn't care too much for this dunya. So we have to understand that being given money or withhold the money from us, it doesn't mean anything except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests us by different means. A person who's rich, Allah is testing him how he's going to Use this money. Are you going to do something good with it? Are you going to take care of yourself and your family? Are you going to help the Muslim community? Are you going to assist the poor and the needy? And the person whom Allah didn't give him money, Allah also he looked to see how he's going to conduct himself. Are you going to steal? Are you going to gamble? Are you going to go and borrow money from the bank with usury and interest? Or you going to be patient? Or you being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and have sabr? So we have to understand that honor and dishonor has nothing to do with how much money that you're making or how big is your house. But the reality, the reality of honor and dishonor, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides you to as-sirat al-mustaqeem, you should be happy when Allah guides you and help you that you be able to go to the mosque and pray with the jama'ah. You're supposed to be happy when Allah bless you and give you the ability that you fast when the month of Ramadan comes. You're supposed to be happy and glad when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you the time and the energy that every day you will open the Qur'an for 10-15 minutes at least and you recite the Qur'an. And you're supposed to feel bad when you miss a salah when you miss the Jum'ah, or that for some reason you overslept, and you didn't get up in time to pray your Salah before sunrise. This is the thing that's supposed to affect us, not the money. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He gives life to whom He pleases and whom He displeases. And if life means to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this dunya means anything to Allah, he is not going to give the kuffar even a glass of water. But life doesn't mean anything to Allah. Not even equal to a wing of a mosquito. Nothing. This life is nothing. So Allah give it away to everybody. The kafir and the Muslim. Okay? The kafir and some of the Muslims. But never ever think that this is a sign that Allah loves you or that Allah hates you. And you have to understand and remember that whatever Allah gives you is a means of a test. And whatever that Allah holds back from you is also is a means of test. So let's try to make it insha'Allah. And let's try to utilize our money to the best of our ability in a way that pleasing to Allah. 
because you're going to be questioned in the day of judgment. وَيُسْأَلُ عَمَّالِهِ مِنْ أَيْنَ اكْتَسَبَهُ وَفِيمَا أَنْفَقَهُ That everyone will be questioned about his property. How did you earn this property and how did you spend it? After this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying in verse number 18 كَلَّا بَلْ تُكْرِمُونَ الْيَتِيمِ كَلَّا بَلْ لَا تُكْرِمُونَ الْيَتِيمِ كَلَّا بل بط لا نط تكرمون be generous treat with generosity giving إكرام making hospitality اليتيم the orphan Verse number 18 وَلَا تَحَاضُّونَ عَلَى طَعَامِ الْمِسْكِينَ وَأَنْ لَا نَطْ تَحَاضُّونَ Urge one another. Encourage one another. على on طعام feeding المسكين the poor. Verse number 19. وَتَأْكُلُونَ You devour. Eat. تراث the inheritance اكلا devouring لما greed with greed verse number 20 وَتُحِبُّونَ الْمَالَ حُبًّا جَمَّا وَأَنْ تُحِبُّونَ You love الْمَالَ The wealth حُبًّا With love جَمَّا a lot, 
much translation nay but you treat not the orphans with kindness and generosity and urge not one another on the feeding of the poor and the needy and you devour the inheritance all with greed so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala these verses is admonishing those people who estimate everything according what they get or what they don't get from the material thing of this dunya this dunya but you don't honor the orphan you don't be nice to the orphan if Allah gives you money if Allah gives you wealth this was supposed to be a test and you were supposed to utilize this money and this wealth to make hospitality and to be generous and be kind to the orphan this one who had lost his father so he doesn't have a father to take care of him and be nice and kind to him you people who been given the money you were supposed to be the one who take a place of the father that he had died and left the children and with this wealth and this money you were supposed to be the people who urge others to feed the poor and the needy so instead of being happy with this money you should be thinking about why this money been given to you not to be concerned about but in thousand and thousand after a thousand after a thousand in a saving or in the bank or a river and all what you feel to count and make sure that it's still there and you feel so proud that you having the money and you assume that you do good as a result of this you've been given the money but in actuality it was a test for you it been given for you to share it been given to you to think about others especially those who are starving those who are homeless those who their father had passed away this what is money for but instead of this you transgress you did not take care of what is supposed to be taken care of in addition to this you took the property of the orphan and you took the right of the weak one from the poor and the needy and the orphan and the women so you did not assist them neither you took care of them nor you even try to look after their property when their father passed away so 
You were so greedy. You were so bad that you did not utilize what Allah gave you for the pleasure of Allah. And in addition to this, you went about trying to take the property and the inheritance of the orphan. How bad it is. Indeed, they have failed the test. That because they did not think about the day of judgment, they did not think they're going to be resurrected before Allah. They are not aware that Allah is over them, watching and recording whatever they doing. So, their greed and their love for the property caused them to transgress. And the Prophet ﷺ had told us that this is the nature of a human being except to whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had saved them from this greed, whom Allah had filled their hearts with satisfaction and made them rich in their mind, in their heart. So the Prophet is saying, لَوْ كَانَ لِبْنِ آدَمْ وَادِيَانِ مِنْ if son of Adam have one valley of gold, he will wish for the second valley. If son of Adam have two valley of gold, he will wish for the third. And always keep wishing for more and more. Nothing will satisfy son of Adam except the dirt. This is the only time when you bought in the grave. This is the only time that you are not going to be asking for more. We asking for more, we did not even utilize what we have. We did not even spend what we got. We did not even share what Allah gave us. But we so in love with money, as if the money became our ilah, which we dedicated our life for, day and night. All what we concern, how to collect the dollars, and how to add a dollar to another dollar. This is not the purpose of you being in this life. And Allah said, وَتُحِبُّونَ الْمَالَ حُبًّا جَمَّا That you love money with so much love to such a degree that as a result of this, now the person thinks because he's been given the wealth, he's good, that Allah loves him. He loves the money so much to such a degree you remain in your office while the adhan is called for Jum'ah. You love your money so much, you did not even give your zakah. Subhanallah, this is so serious. We beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to make us like this, that when Allah gives us the money, the money be in our hand, not in our heart. The dunya to be in our hand, not to be in our hand. It's so serious when it's the dunya and the money, the love of it comes to your heart. So all what you think is the money. If you win a dollar, you're happy. If you lose a dollar or you spend a dollar, now you said I'm making a face. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminding us and saying, كَلَّا إِذَا this verse number 
21 كلا لي إذا when دكة is ground الأرض the earth دكا دكا with exceeding grinding verse number 22 وجاء ربك والملك صفا صفا وجاء and comes ربك your lord والملك and the angel or the angels صفا صفا in rows verse number 23 يومئذ that day وجيء and it will be brought near يومئذ that day بجهنم with hellfire يومئذ on that day يتذكر remember الإنسان mankind وأن How Lahu For him Al-Zikra The remembrance So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying in these verses General translation And you love wealth with much love May When the earth is ground to powder And your Lord comes With the angels In rows And hell will be brought near that day
on that day will man remember but how will that remembrance avail him Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this verse admonishing the people about the way how they dealt with the property and with the money and the wealth and say to them nay and if you say no this is not the way that it's supposed to be your conduct and your behavior with the wealth and the money you should remember and keep in mind when is the earth going to be broken to pieces when is going to be turned to powder when is the earth the earth quick when the earth will be shaken and be moved from its place houses mountains everything will be flat and remember when your lord almighty will come down for the judgment and the angels will be coming also and they will be standing in ranks and rows after rows and jahannam hellfire will be brought very near and close to the people the angel will be dragging hellfire to bring it to that place and everybody will see it clear with the naked eye with no doubt as the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam had told us it will be brought has 70000 ropes or a chain with every rope or every chain 70000 angels dragging it so keep in mind and remember that day because reflecting on that day and keeping this day in your mind will change your behavior the way how you acting and will make you think how you utilize this money and this property remember that day when the earth will be ground to powder remember when your lord himself almighty will come Remember when the angels will be standing there in ranks. Remember when Jahannam will be brought there. And the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is telling us, "Ittaqun nara walau bishqa tamra." Both a veil and protection between you and hellfire. By different means, even if it's so small. as much as the price of a half of date i e give in charity give in zakah give in sadaqa because these things going to help you in the day of judgment it will shelter you from hell fire don't steal don't rob don't deal with interest don't gambling don't try to cheat but when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give it to you use it the proper way and if allah doesn't give you be patient and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you better in the hereafter 
and always prepare for the day of judgment, and always keep this in mind, because in that day, يومئذن يتذكر الإنسان وأن له الذكرى. In that day, mankind will remember. Mankind will remember everything he did, every transgression, everything that he did wrong. But this remembrance is not going to prevail, is not going to help. It's not going to help because it's too late. It is the day of a judgment. It is the day of recompense. It is the day that you will be accountable to what you did. It's not the day for you to give charity or to make salah or to give zakah. <coughs> it's the day for you to see the result. The seed that you put it in this life. You will see the fruit, the result of it in the hereafter. So, when you see hellfire, when you see Allah, when you see the angels, now you'll be sorry. Now you remember the wrong things you did in the life. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say, وَأَنَّا لَهُ الذِّكْرَى This zikra and this remembrance is not going to prevail, is not going to help. In that time, it's going to be too late. So if we want to remember, if we want to reflect, it's today before we die. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam telling us that Allah will accept our repentance as long as sun didn't rise from the west. And as long as we are not approaching death. Alhamdulillah, brothers and sisters, we still have the opportunity and the chance to do better than what we did yesterday and last month and last year. Special with our property. Special with dealing with the orphan and the needy and the widow. With the weak and the needy people. They need a special treatment. And whatever Allah gives us is for us to assist them and to help them. So remember now because the remembrance can help us as long as we're still alive. But in the day of judgment, it's not going to help you to remember. Because you could not do better, it's going to be too late. In that day, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling us, in verse number 24, يَقُولُ يَا لَيْتَنِي قَدْ he will say, Ya Laitani, what I Kadam to send forth Lihayati for my life. Verse number 25. يَوْمَئِذٍ On that day, 
لا نن يعذب ويبانش عذابه his punishment أحد anyone verse number twenty six ولا يوثق وثاقه أحد وأنت لا نن يوثق والبايند تاي هانكافس وثاقه هز بندنج أحد anyone translation and hell will be brought near that day on the day will man remember but how will that remembrance avail him He will say, Would that I had sent forth good deeds for this my life. So on that day, none will punish as he will punish. And none will be bind as he will be bind. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He told us about what is the person going to be behaving in that moment and in this gathering when he see Allah and he see the angels and see hell fire. And he will start to remember things that he didn't do, that he was supposed to do. And he said to himself, I wish I had brought forth for this day, for this life. I wish I had given the care. I wish I had given the care. I wish I made my salah. I wish I treated the orphan right. I wish I didn't transgress and take the property and the inheritance of the orphan. But it's going to be too late. He was saying more to me. But this is not going to help. He'd be wishing if he did better, but it's too late. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, In that day, no one will punish like the punishment of Allah. No one will tie like the tying of Allah. No one will hang cuffs like Allah hanging. And time, that means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will punish those sinners and those disbelievers who did not do the proper way and the proper behavior in this dunya, after they start saying, woe to me, I wish all the things and feel sorry, regretting for what they did, now Allah will take them. As he's saying, خذوه فغلوه 
ثم الجحيم صلوه ثم في سلسلة ذرعها تبعون ذراعا فاسلكوه إنه كان لا يؤمن بالله العظيم ولا يحض على طعام المسكين فليس له اليوم هنا حميم ولا طعام إلا من غسلين لا يأكله إلا الخاطئون الله سبحانه وتعالى والطائه من التشين الله سبحانه وتعالى He will punish him a severe punishment and he's telling us that no one can punish similar to Allah's punishment. No one can try similar to Allah's guides. We seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for protection. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like he's saying in Surah Al-Haqqah Khuzuhu Faghulluh Take him Tie him But as for him who will be given his racket in the left hand will say, I wish that I had not been given my racket and that I had never known how my account is. Was that it had been my end. My wealth has not availed me. My power have gone from me. It will be said, seize him and fitter him, chain him, tie him, then throw him in the blazing fire, then fasten him with a chain thereof. The length is seventy cubits. Verily he used not to believe in Allah, the most gracious, the most great, and urge not on the feeding of the miskeen, the poor. So no friend has he here this day, i.e. the day of a judgment, no, nor any food except filth from washing of wounds. None will eat it except al-khati'oon, the sinners, the disbelievers, the hypocrites, we beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's protection. After this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala call on the right people, those who have the good heart, the right soul, the believers. And he said, in verse number 27, Ya <laughs> يا أيتها النفس المطمئنة أيو النفس ذي صول 
المطمئنة in satisfaction verse number 28 ارجعي come back إلى to ربك your lord راضية will please مرضية and will pleasing into verse number 29 فادخلي في عبادي فادخلي انتر then في among عبادي my slave verse 30 وادخلي جنتي و ان ادخلي انتر جنتي my jannah paradise Verse number 27 And it will say to the pious believers Are you the one In complete rest satisfaction Come back to your Lord Well please yourself And well pleasing into him Enter you then among my honored slaves and enter you my paradise. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling on the good soul, the soul of the believer, the soul that accepted the iman and tawheed in this dunya. With no doubt, with no shirk, with no innovation and addition to this religion. This nafs that is mutma'inna, satisfied, happy, content with the decree of Allah. This nafs that was accepting Allah's decree, regardless if it's good or bad, knowing that everything from Allah by Allah, that whatever for you is for you. And whatever is not for you is not for you. You could not get anything more than what Allah had decreed for you. Doesn't matter how much you run, how fast you go, how much you can do, only you're going to get what is been decreed for you 70,000 years before the creation of the heaven and the earth. And whatever is not for you, you are not going to get it. Even as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying, وَعَلَمْ أَنَّ الْأُمَّةِ لَوْ اجْتَمَعَتْ عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَضُرُّوكَ بِشَيْءٍ لَنْ يَضُرُّوكَ إِلَّا بِشَيْءٍ قَدْ كَتَبَهُ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ Be aware, if the whole nation got together to harm you with something that Allah didn't decree it upon you, they could not harm you with anything except something Allah has decreed against you. 
So this type of soul that living in satisfaction, this kind of soul is content. Doesn't matter if they have the money or they don't have the money. Does they have the power or they don't have the power? Because they main concern that Allah is pleased with them. And that they are trying to do what they've been created for, which is the ibadah and the worship of Almighty Allah. Allah is calling in such a soul and saying, Come back to your Lord. Come and be happy and content and be pleased with the reward and with the Jannah. Come back. You have to die. You have to die so you can meet your Lord. So you can come back to the day of judgment and that you meet your Lord and see the blessings that which Allah has prepared for you. You'll be entering with Allah's slaves, the righteous people from the prophets, the messengers, the righteous ones, the martyrs, all these good people. So you will be part of them. Enter the Jannah of Allah. Enter the Jannah of Allah. This your reward for your patience and for being content with the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all among this nafs, this soul, this pure and content with Allah and the decree of Allah. So Allah will call in us, come back to me, come back to enter with my slaves and my righteous people, come back to my Jannah and the place of reward. With this, inshallah, we come to conclusion to our class and our tafsir for today for Surah, Surah Al-Fajr, Surah number 89. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you all for listening. Jazakumullah khayran. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wal fajr. Wal ayalin ashr. Wal shaf'i wal watr. Wal layli idha yasr. Hal fi thalika qasamun lidi hajr. ألم تر كيف فعل ربك بعاد إرم ذات العماد التي لم يخلق مثلها في البلاد وثمود الذين جابوا الصخر بالواد وفرعون ذي الأوتاد الذين طغوا في البلاد فأكثروا فيها الفساد فصب عليهم ربك سوط عذاب إن ربك لبالمرصاد فأما الإنسان إذا ما ابتلاه ربه فأكرمه ونعمه فيقول ربي أكرمن وأما إذا ما ابتلاه فقدر عليه رزقه فيقول ربي 
أهانا كلا بل لا تكرمون اليتيم ولا تحاضون على طعام المسكين وتأكلون التراث أكلا لما وتحبون المال حبا جما كلا إذا دكت الأرض دكا دكا وجاء ربك والملك صفا صفا وجيء يومئذ بجهنم يومئذ يتذكر الإنسان وأنى له الذكرى يقول يا ليتني قدمت لحياتي فيومئذ لا يعذب عذابه أحد ولا يوثق وثاقه أحد يا أيتها النفس المطمئنة ارجعي إلى ربك راضية مرضية فادخلي في عبادي وادخلي جنتي جزاكم الله خيرا في الاسمين and I'm sorry I'm not going to be able to entertain any question for today because In conclusion, we ask Allah that He brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address. The Islamic Propagation Office, Rabwa, P.O. Box 29465, Riyadh, 11457, Saudi Arabia. Phone, 445-4900. Also, 491-6065. Fax, 497-0126. If you would like to listen to more beneficial lectures, feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.